Thursday. It's Thick Thursday on Listen to Linda. So we're going to talk about the thick stuff, like the hard stuff that nobody wants to talk about. And one of those things seemed to be mental health. I didn't know if you know this, but almost 50% of Americans, actually 46%, deal with some kind of mental health issues. So today on Listen to Linda, I have one of my good friends, Amanda, and she is just somebody that has a lot of experience. Um, so I'll let Amanda go ahead and, and just kind of introduce yourself and like what your experience is with mental health, not even just like personally, but like, you know, your career wise and stuff like that. <clears throat> okay. Uh, hey guys, like Lynn said, I'm Amanda. Um, Ashley, I've known Ashley since, gosh, what were we, junior high, seventh grade? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> long time very long time um other than that i'm a crazy friend of the group we'll just get that out of the way because you guys will hear that eventually down the road um i think i think everybody's crazy i don't think it's just one specific thing i guess that's for sure pick your kind of the crazy right yeah i'm the i'm the alan of the wolf pack i guess you call me uh (laughs) uh mental health oh mental health it's been a battle both on my end personally, which I mean, I think we all deal with it in a way. And it's kind of a taboo, really. I feel like even in the medical field, people didn't don't we've come a long way with it, but we haven't come a long way with it. Uh, personal experience. I think we all have something with it. Um, I don't I won't get into a whole lot of detail on a personal level, but I've struggled with it really bad in the past. Um I mean, Career-wise. I have too. I don't, and that's exactly what my, I think my whole point is of this podcast and not just like, just like not the whole, my whole podcast, but this could be like a whole series where we talk about, you know, the hard stuff, because I really do think that there are, I, th- I think it's more than 50% of people, you know what I'm saying? Because it's so oh, tough to talk about. And I think that that's where a lot of stuff comes from, like, is just people misinformation, not educated and like just, you know, miscommunication and stuff. Well, and I think too, a big part of it is, is I th- I blame a lot of societal standards on it too. Like let's, oh, yeah, let's take absolutely. it a step back. You know, we as women, I think that, and I'm not speaking for all of us. I'm speaking in a general term that of the sense that I think it's easier for us as women to talk to other people about things, about our emotions. Sometimes it's easier for us than it is man. But when we step into a societal role, Men have, when a man comes to his friends and says, Hey, you know, this is how I'm feeling nine times out of 10, you know, good friends group's going to take you serious. But in society, when do we, when do we see where men can come out and say, Hey, I'm, I'm struggling with this too. We're starting to see it a little bit more, especially NBA players. Uh, I don't think it really matters what gender it is. It's just hard to talk about how you feel period, okay. you know, and it's just because you don't know, right. you know, it's not it's like, I just feel like a lot of people feel alone. And exactly. the whole point of our existence is to have connection and to have those relationships. Like they don't have to be romantic relationships, but you have to have relationships in your life in order to, you know, really um, thrive because you're not if it's just like being stuck in the same place all the time, you know, and you can't. And you're right. Oh, I, I agree with you 110 percent. And it's just. I just feel like it's it's that loneliness that you said that's that was uh, if we're going to take it to a personal level. I know on a personal level, I've felt that where I know all you guys were here, but I felt like I didn't have a voice. But somebody gave me that voice. And that's kind of my hope for all of this is like, hey, we can reach those people that feel like, hey, you know, I'm alone. No, you, you're going to feel like Yeah, absolutely. You're going to feel like you're alone, but you're not. And, yeah. you know, but it just 
Oh yeah. It's mental health is a, it's a, we've come so far, but we're still so far behind. Absolutely. And you know, this is, um, I, most of the things that I'm going to talk about on my podcast are going to be able to have, you know, evidence or whatever, and whatever I can't find with evidence is I can give you my personal testimony. And that's just, you know, my own experiences and stuff and how I handle stuff, because I just feel like it doesn't, it didn't come with a, a book. It didn't come with a guide. It didn't come, you know, and that goes for motherhood that goes for becoming an adult that goes, you know, pretty much like life doesn't come with uh, instructions and, you know, it would just be so much better if people would, you know, just kind of share their experiences and be able to learn from each other from that, because you're not going to experience, you know, like how do I explain it? You're not going to, not everybody's going to have the same experience, but if once you share them with the other person, you know what I'm saying? Once you share it within your safety group of people, or, you know, you create a, a, a tribe, I like to call it's you're learning from them. You know what I mean? In, in a way that you're never going to find in a book in a way you're never going to find on an article. You know what I'm saying? Like, just, you're not going to find it like, in the basics. I just feel like that's, I feel like, how do I explain this? I feel like that was like the whole basis of, you know, Facebook of social media was to connect, you know, and then it just became like something that was so artificial and, um, you know, very like materialistic kind of way of thinking. And that's not how it, I don't think that's how, what, what the whole point of it was. I think we were supposed to like connect, like share your shit. You know what I'm saying? Because, there's something that you could be going through that somebody else is going through too. And they don't know how to fucking deal with it, but you dealt with it, you know, and you came out the other side. And I think that's something that could be, you know, because there are a lot of times you, you, you go to do something and plan A doesn't work out. There are most people that don't even think about plan A. They don't even have a plan B, you know what I'm saying? So like being able to ex express yourself and like, be like, I don't know. I just feel like that's our whole point of existing is to create relationships, relationships with people that progress your life and work. things that you can learn from. And even the people that you have to leave behind you, there's something that you left there. I always believe in that you're either a lesson or a blessing, you know? Exactly. And I was just going to say the same God thing. Because thank God, thank the universe, whoever your higher power is like, I don't want to make this into religion, but I think that religion and your constructs and your morals and stuff have a lot to go with your mental health too. You know, oh, there are exactly, some people who are struggle with mental health. They don't, they don't have anything. They don't believe in anything. And if you don't believe in anything, then you don't believe in yourself. And I think that's where, you know what I'm saying? I think like, how do I explain it? You don't believe in yourself. Like, because if you're at that point, you don't believe in yourself that you're going to make it out. You know what I mean? So you have to have something to believe in. And if it's not anything then make it yourself, you know, exactly. Make it, make it your higher self that you're praying to make it, you know what I mean? <clears throat> and I think sometimes too, that's what people fall behind in too is in myself even is the, having something to believe in and it doesn't always have to be a religious deity or anything like that it's whether it's you know any goal of yours whether it's a big one or a small one if you don't have any belief in anything how you there is no going forward absolutely, absolutely. and i find like a lot of people who are who are who have gotten to that point really found themselves like 
not having a belief in anything, you know, and that's what I mean. If you don't have a belief in anything, then you definitely don't have a belief in yourself because you're at exactly. the point where you think that everything is gone. You know what I'm saying? And how dare you not believe in yourself because somebody believed in you to get you here. You know what I'm saying? And like, I get that, like the, the perceptive, like we didn't, we didn't ask to be here, you know, like we're not like, right. you know I what I mean? Nobody owes you anything. I understand that. But in a soul, in a, in a, in a soul contract way, yes, you did, you know, like, and I believe that, I don't know, I did, I guess, I guess this podcast is going to be about our beliefs and how, how they go into mental health instead of just mental health. <laughs> well, and, and so we'll, we'll, I'll give a little bit of my background that it may, it'll make it interesting. I not only am going to school for to be a mental health advocate with psychology, I'm also a preacher too. And and like you said, this isn't, you know, we're not making a religious thing, but it's funny because I see, you know, I'm, I've got both ends of that spectrum. And well, I mean, even in like, the whole thing in AA is, is, is God, you know, is like, and that's yeah. what it is. But I'm just saying, like, you don't need, it doesn't have to be God. Make it yourself. It, just, you know, just and like, like when I say you're higher something self, that's positive. You making all of the decisions that and and you making having all of the feelings that bring you happiness, that bring you joy, that bring you laughter. You know what I mean? That 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 way you're operating out of love. And you know what's so funny is that my dad said something to me. Sorry, we're off topic. You guys couldn't tell. Not only are me and Amanda personal experts in mental health, but we also struggle with ADHD. So we have quite the experience, and um, it's pretty funny because we worked in it. Like, you know? so. It just, yeah. you know, it's, and it's funny. Those they say the saying goes: "Those that can't do teach." Um, I myself, you know, have I just seen. I feel like I've done so much now. I can teach. Does that make sense? Right. Yes. Yes, it does. does that make sense. Like I have seriously, yes, like, here's my background. Here's my background. I've been, I've wiped asses and big balls, and you know, I mean, just anything that was over the age of sixty-five, pretty much, in any kind of facility yep. that you can name. And I did that yep. for almost ten years, a whole decade, actually. You know, and it was in and out and I even taken care of my own family like so when I say that I have experience like I feel like the first half of my adulthood was spent you know I've also had a job since I was 13 years old and I just feel like the first half of my adolescence and into adulthood was spent just being around people and learning things from all of them you know and that's probably like a trauma response because I always wanted to make sure that I didn't you know fuck up or make anybody upset with me or you know I just wanted people to like me even though I just I was even like a part of me was like no this is just who I am and I got to that point and then you know just like it's just so funny how you grow how like mentally you grow as you age and you don't understand it when you're a kid you know what I mean when when you're a teenager like you're not understanding like there's nobody telling you like hey you're gonna be full of emotions from this age to this yeah. age you know like it wasn't really explained that well in health class. You know what I'm saying? No. I mean, like, not and everybody's parents just walk around talking about all this shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, and I think a lot of that is just because, and I will say that I do, that is one of my points about a societal view. Mental health back when we were younger, when especially when we were really little in the beginning of the 90s, it was, you know, if there was a mental issue, it's hush hush. Well, yeah, you not know, only that, let's talk, about, they, let's talk about they how, know how, to handle it. how hard it was as us girls growing up, as us females growing up in high school and getting actually diagnosed with ADHD. Like, I know that it, you were diagnosed before I was, but that wasn't until high school. 
Yeah, and I waited because I genuinely thought I had um, um I had a lot of uh, anger management issues growing up, yeah, and we too. thought for the longest too. time. Yeah, because I didn't control because of my that. emotions, and yeah, and that was something that I mean. But it's still my parents had me tested in in elementary and junior high, but it wasn't until high school, my junior year, when I was failing all my classes, my sophomore year. You know what I mean? Saying like. <clears throat> Just, right, and that's that's a statistic. Like we were that statistic, and that's be from that time. And now there's a bunch of people out there like, oh, maybe I already no. You guys have you're the like, excuse seekers. I I mean, some of them, some of it is, and I feel, but I, and I, but I feel like if you were this way constantly, you know what I'm saying, and you have actually succeeded and made it some kind of thing without any kind of help, good for you. You know what I mean? But don't go seeking the things that aren't meant for you. You know what I'm saying? Like there are sometimes right, like meditation is absolutely necessary. There's sometimes when it's not. And there's just that's it's a tool, you know, just like exactly. Just like physical therapy is a tool for your body. Just like, you know, just things like that. <clears throat> you know, that's like, and one of the biggest things I've, I hope to bring into like, you know, my career in education. And when I teach other people is, you know, yeah, certain things are great for others. But the biggest thing is, is that people, and even myself, I need to remember that just because it works for somebody else's mental health does not mean that it's going to work Absolutely. for me. And it is and that's okay. why I think it's so it does important. not. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why I think it's so important that we share our experiences because whatever they wrote in the MSD five or whatever the fuck it's called, where you're, you know, trying to diagnose somebody does not mean that that diagnosis is going to fit every single person with that you know what i'm saying like how do you treat that how do you you know cure that and i just feel like a, a big part of mental health is talking about it is and there's just you know not everybody wants to go to a therapist okay well then you need a tribe you know, you need a tribe of people where you can bounce ideas off of them. You can come to them when you have, you know, not so much like codependent on somebody, but you are, I just feel like you're, you're not meant to live this life alone. You know what I'm saying? Right? And there are some people who absolutely have nobody. And to those people, I say, come, come to me, you know, because I just feel like those people, there is an option. You know what I'm saying? I can find something for you to, it's, it's up to you to be able to create that tribe, you know? no i agree and it's another thing too that you said is that you know your your safety group you know doesn't mean you necessarily have to be dependent on them all the time but they should be able to be people that you can go to and like you the one thing that you said that i love is you know you're going to be there for somebody no matter what come you don't you, you don't have anybody yeah, like come, said, come talk to me yeah absolutely that's what I i'm saying i do not I care if i don't like that you. there is nobody out there and they have they absolutely feel like they have no one okay come to me because i will find somebody for you it doesn't necessarily have to be me but i know that there are avenues i know that there are things that you can do that i can you know no matter where you are rather it's me helping you try to find your local library so you can you know do things like that it's just i just feel like I don't ever want somebody to feel like they're alone. Exactly. My biggest thing is I I don't care if you are somebody that I genuinely do not like. And I will say, I don't have to like you to be nice to you. But if I even if you're somebody I genuinely do not like, well, no matter what our history is, whether I know you really well or not, whatever. If you you know, I always want people to when there's something wrong, reach out. I had somebody reach out to me one time that I thought I, I we just didn't we just didn't get along in school. It was nothing personal. Our, we just didn't click she was having a rough time and I noticed it 
And yeah. I was like, hey, you know, like, hey, look, I know we worked together, but and we worked together great because we knew that our differences were just, you know, it was just there and we worked through it. But I talked to her, I said, hey, look, I said, I know we don't see eye to eye, but I said, I know by how you're acting this. I've said, I feel like I know that something's wrong because this isn't you. You're normally not like this. And she was blown away that I I noticed it and stopped and said something. And Absolutely. she's like, I felt so Absolutely. alone until you said something. I, like, like, I will repeat know, that time and time again. You didn't need to know what was going on. You just needed to let her know, like, hey, are you good? You know what I'm saying? Like, it didn't. You weren't trying to get any kind of drama. I wasn't, you just were like, hey, are you, you know, like, and I think I that's wasn't good, crying. I just cared. Like, good. are you good? Exactly. That's just kindness. And like, there's just needs to be so much more of it because when you are kind and you are, you know, genuine people just like are in shock of it. And that, that shocks me. You know what I'm saying? Like when I'm just so genuine and somebody's in shock from it, I'm just like, why are you in shock? Like, why do not people, people aren't like this. What do you mean? They're not like this. You know? No, I I see why people get shocked when I'm like that sometimes, because I will admit I am one of the biggest hotheads and somebody that, and that is another form of mental health that I am working on. And, you know, and it's one of those things like, I'm not the easiest to, you know, when something's going on, I'm not the easiest to get with, you know, like to talk to you, but at the same time, like, I still like, even with my kids, even it's like, Hey, look, I'm wrong for being that way. We need to kindness is everything. Absolutely. Everybody's learning. And Jordan understand my six year old. She understands that. I understand that. And there are times when it's so important that you do apologize because then you do grow up thinking, you know, I mean, there are just so many different things that come from that. And I just feel like being able to talk about stuff like that is so important because you're not alone. Like there are very, there are a lot of us who grew up the exact same way. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and like, sure. and I just feel like it's super important that you understand that it happened, but like now it's your job to do better. And that's like, I'm just, I'm, I find myself always saying like, just do better. Why are we all not doing better? That's the you hard know? part. It's so much easier to give advice than it is to take advice, whether it's oh, our yeah, own or somebody else. And I, mean, I am, and like I said, those that cannot do teach. I'm going to school to be a psychologist and I am the worst for taking advice, whether it's good advice or bad advice. I'm horrible for taking advice. And see, like, I'm kind of like, how do I explain it? I'm I'm getting better. It's gotten to the point now where like, I've just been so hyper-focused and I think that's like a superpower sometimes for me where like, I want to do better. I need to do better, you know, because I know that like by do better, I don't mean like do better than anybody else. I mean, like do better than who I used to be 10 years ago, you know, I want to be better today 10 than I was tomorrow, you know, because I I have a child and I don't want all of, and they say that when you become a parent, you end up becoming the parent that you needed, or you, you end up becoming that parent. You know what I'm saying? the right your own parent and I feel like I'm the parent that I needed not to not to throw any kind of shade or anything at my parents I love my parents but my point is is that and I think that's okay too I think that duality of understanding their failures or their not I, I mean yeah their their shortcomings and things like that because of their own things I learned going from through it. and how they exactly the duality the of understanding parents. it and still you don't even need to forgive them in a way. You just need to understand it, you know, because there are some exactly. people who can't forgive and that's their own thing. But when it comes to forgiveness, it's I've learned even in the last 19 days here in the in new 2020 that when you 
are owed an apology and forgiveness, like the forgiveness is on you. You know, like you don't, somebody saying sorry to you has nothing to do with you forgiving them because they're never, most people that hurt you are never going to say sorry to you, you know, and you can't hold that up. You can't, but there are boundaries that you put up. You know what I'm saying? There are other things that you can do to honor your own respect and your own self-worth because of those people that hurt you. You know what I'm saying? And I just feel like that's like you said earlier, everybody in this life is a blessing or a lesson. You're meant to stay or you're meant to pass through this life. And a lot of the time people are like, well, uh, they never have to run into their lesson afterwards. You know what I mean? They never have to see that person that they have now ghosted or hurt or anything like that. And I think that that's, that's okay because you can go on and living that life. But there are some of us that do live with the monsters under our beds. There are some of us that do live with people who have hurt us and we have to see that person on the regular or, you know what I'm saying? Or there's always an opportunity to see that person you know, throughout your lifetime and you end up seeing them anyway. So you know what I'm saying? So at some point, but it's our reactions exactly, how we react to them exactly. that make us who and we it's, are. It's all about how much you're willing to a make yourself a victim or b and by a victim. I mean, there are vi- tons of victims, but when it comes oh, down yeah. to it, you're going to go, okay, well, I was a victim of this, but I don't identify my whole identity off of that one thing that happened to me. You know what I'm saying? So who am I other than that? You know what I mean? And then, but what I mean is like how, and then you have to figure out how like you're not going to react to those people that are still in your life. You know what I'm saying? And like where your boundaries are with that person, how far you're willing to let them in, even though you have to be around them, even though you have to deal with them and interact with them. Right. Because it's just like, you know, or else you're just going to be reliving Reliving the scenario in your head over and over and over and over again. You know, I can't say how many times I've heard people say, I didn't get the apology that I deserved or needed for my closure, but when I forgave them anyways, it gave me a piece that I didn't know could exist for me. Yeah, and and you know what's weird? I thought the same thing, and then because I never thought that I was going to see that person again, and then I did, and they never even said sorry to me, and I was upset with myself for it for a minute, and then I was like, you know what? I'm not because you're not gonna. I didn't, you know, like you're not gonna gonna take my happiness away from me. Like this is not affecting me. You not doing what you should have done as a human being. You know what I'm saying? Like you can it's no longer hurt me because you, if you would have done what you should have done as a human being, you would have never hurt me in the first place. You would have never caused the trauma. You would have never, you know, made me a victim at some point in my life. You know what I'm saying? And I just feel like it's so important that you understand that you are only going to get hurt by how much you allow that person to hurt you. You know, how much you allow that scenario, how much you allow that job, how much you allow that to hurt you and your ability to get over it and your ability to not let it affect you, not let it detour you, not let it create self-sabotage is the outcome is the equals to the equation of how to just keep progressing. And I feel like a lot of people who struggle with mental health don't have that formula down yet. You know, like I didn't. And it was like, I was like, I was constantly just repeating the same fucking cycle over and over and over. And finally my little autistic ADHD brain was like, Oh shit, this is a pattern. 
oh, this is a pattern. Oh, okay. I have to change this. Oh, I don't know how to change this. And then the universe said, bam, COVID, you're going to change it. You know what I'm saying? You're, this is you, this is your new life. Like things are different now. You know what I mean? And like, then right. that was like, then that's a catastrophe in itself because for the second time in my life, things weren't going the way that I had imagined. And that was a pattern too, you know, like how was I going to deal with not, not dealing with the things that I had imagined, you know, and that's something else that you have to figure out in life too, is like, you have to let go of that expectation because you can have manifestations, you can have goals, you can have things like that, but whatever you're going to have, whatever you're thinking of, whatever you're dreaming of, and the reality of it is it will never compare. You know what I mean? It will oh, never just matter. And to be doubted by it is to be, is to be, you know, like defeated almost in a way. And you can't be like that because in a way, whatever happened to you is going to bring something of, you know, something of good. And it's all about how you take that. I think, I think it's about how you take what the bad shit and how you take it. If you take bad shit, bad shit, the more bad shit's going to happen to you, you know, but if you take exactly. the bad shit and you're like, shit, that was bad shit. And you process it and you figure it out and then you move on from it. Then the good things come and that karma that you generated from not fucking making more bad shit accumulates over time with the, the stupid shit that happens in our lives, you know? And there are some people, Amanda, who go through this life who don't have stupid shit, but for people who are like you and I, who, have you know have these mental health issues and I hate even calling it that because it's uh, because of the taboo but it's we just don't it's a think reality the way you know we just don't think the same way every I, and I don't even want to say the same way because there are so many people that do think like us and I feel like that's a taboo in itself too is like when it comes to mental health in the healthcare system it is so doctrinated it is so you know, oh, by the book, is. by somebody that, and it not, really and it should be, but it should Do you know what I'm saying? And so it's just like, right. there's no humanity, and that's so fucked up to me because healthcare is like, how how is there it's no humanity, humanity in healthcare? I you know, and I never how it, how did it get to that point where we have nurses and doctors and CNAs and people out on the floor, not even just in, not even just in the you know, nursing homes, but metal, like hospitals that are fucking crying at the end of their shifts. Like, I know what that's like, you know, and that was like that for me 10 years ago, you know, and now I'm just like, I'm so blown away that it's finally got to like the hospitals. Like these people need help. You know what I'm saying? And like, and it's all because I just feel like it's just all because one, money is everything. Huh? Money becomes everything. And yeah. I think that's a lot of issue with it. And I think another issue too is that people don't want to let go of that control. And and it's not just with corporations that work with mental health and healthcare facilities. I think it's us as individual people too. Like I get so frustrated with things that are out of my control that make my dreams that I want to be my reality. I know will be a reality, but they will not be a hundred percent exact like I wanted them to be. I, like you said. People need to let go of that expectation, but it's also the control too. Absolutely. But that being said, and I feel like that's like on a huge conscious level as humanity right now is like there is an expectation to act a certain way. And like we are a lot of people, like the minimalists and people who are starting to, you know, have their own farms and things like that. And you know what I'm saying? Like go deep into the woods and off grid. Like th that's a lot. And 
10 years ago, uh, when I went to Maui, the guy that I was with was actually like that. And like my parents like were like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, but it made sense. And now it's like a trend almost. And it's because people are waking up. They're starting to see that the light at the end of the tunnel is a fucking alien, dude. Like it's fucking an alien and the government and our fucking the people that are supposed to you know, run this country have kept us in the tunnel. They've kept us in the tunnel in the dark. You know what I'm saying? And whatever's on the other side, we have no idea. It could be, you know, we have no idea. And it's just like, people are understanding now, like who really kept us in the tunnel, you know? And it's like, the more that we open up and share our experiences and talk about shit and like things like that, I feel like the more the tunnel gets illuminated with that light. The more we're going to go to the next level as humanity. Have you seen that new AI thing? Mm-mm. Where it's, I can't remember what it's called. It's like chat CB or something like that. You go in there and like professors and stuff and colleges and stuff. Um, we're talking about it or are worried about it because it's writing papers for people. Like, there's been see that's an, a great topic actually because go ahead I cut you off I'm so bad at I'm just gonna warn everybody okay, that's that. what it's doing right now Amanda my point is like okay in the future how is this gonna be integrated in healthcare because here I come as a a health information management I'm gonna have an associate's degree by the end of this year and. I'm learning about, you know, all this technology and stuff. And I'm just like, okay, this AI is going to come out. So how are they going to put this into this? Because now I'm coding and stuff. So is an AI going to come and event? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, well, it's writing papers thing. now. And by writing papers, I mean, like, research papers, like, in, yeah. you know, pan diameter or whatever. I mean, just, like, it's crazy, dude. So, like, for those, I mean, like, okay, I'm in med school right now. And what? Well, I have to go, I, I'm in, being in med school right now, I have to go through the same, just like you do, we have to go through the anatomy and all that stuff. Yeah. Have you learned yet about the, well, I did a surgery, you'll come up on that with your coding, when they do the surgeries, they talk about surgeries, they were, they're talking about in my health, in my mental health class, how they are still integrating, like, they have robots that do surgeries and stuff now, and it, which is great for surgeons, it saves them, because with sleep depravity and all yeah, that stuff. That's but stuff I understand. It scares like, me you know, thing, growing a pancreas I, for Charlie's type one diabetic ass, that'd be cool too. You know what I mean? But like at at some point a, is it is an AI gonna be our doctor? There is a great show that I want you to watch and I'll send it to you later. People on here might like it too. It's called Update on the World. It's from it's it's an old show. It's it was made in like two thousand six. But it showed what the technologies they were trying to develop, three D hearts and things they're trying to develop. That was God, that was fucking, sorry for my language, 16 years ago, 16, 17 years ago. Think of where we are now compared to when I watched that show. Like, it was just incredible to watch what they're working on. It goes right, they had a guy on there, a football player, he got paralyzed from the neck down from an accident. Yeah. They had him open and closing a prosthetic hand with his mind. They planted a, he put, they planted a chip in his head. Yeah, that's some NK Ultra shit. You know, I... <laughs> Dude, I love conspiracy theories. Like I could talk about but, that all day. But it was actual. But that, but that part was real. They really did that technology with him. He had to sign consent, and he did surgery and everything to have it done. That yeah. part of it was real. It was all. But it's it scared me a little bit because, like, another part of my background is before I had kids, and you know, I decided to go into healthcare. You know, Air Force is my was my life. You, you know, everybody knew that, and that, and the technology that I, you know, we learned from it just the 
they have unmanned drones that they fly now. Like my cousin, I have a relative that flies them unmanned from Texas, and then they fly all over. Like it's it's just crazy yeah. the amount of technology. Oh yeah, dude, like, totally. There's like a bunch. We can do that bunch of, um, of air traffic people like coming out now that we're in the military, like talking about you know things that they've seen and stuff. <clears throat> like that stuff's definitely just, becoming stuff, but <clears throat> but and I think that all ties into you know what we were talking about with you know mental health too. Like okay, we have all these other technologies now. What? Are, why can't we implement that stuff into mental health? Yeah, Not as far as like what's fucked up is like when people even talk about aliens and shit and conspiracy theories. Like even if you talk about that stuff, you somehow you're mentally you're seen as crazy. And what's funny for me yeah. is like you know what I'm saying. Like you can't talk about stuff like that, and that's just like you know, like, and that that to me yes, is crazy. You, you know what I'm saying? Like I remember like there was a time like when I don't know for some reason I just feel like. The way the Indians did it, where they all sat around the fire and telling story, you know what I'm saying? Like that's how that's community. That's that's how it's supposed to be. And if you can't openly do that with your community, you can't openly do that with your brother, your sister, your mother, you know what I'm saying, your friends, everybody, then how are you ever how how are you ever gonna be You have to have a connection? To be open, you know, you how how is that ever gonna happen? You're gonna be stuck in a rut, you're gonna be, you know, you're gonna be in the fucking you're going to be in the loony bin and because you don't know how to deal with things because you think you have to do everything by yourself and you don't. And it's just so important yeah. that people understand that they can ask for help. There are ways there are, there are so many different things that you can do to help yourself. And it does not and, include money. It doesn't include, you know, any kind a lot of, of the time, somebody, some stranger talking to you like that. And that's something that I want to talk about too. Like everybody's like, Oh, I'll go to therapy, go to therapy, go to therapy. Okay. But here's my therapy. thing on therapy. therapy. And, for everybody and, I'm therapy. and I can understand, I can say that. Yes, it does help. But to a certain point that therapist is banking on you to come back in. You know what I'm saying? And I, I can say that. And my sister right. got a degree. She could be a therapist, you know, tomorrow. And well, she doesn't that, want to do it what I'm, because it's so stressful and, and, you know, and the money's not there. And that's my point. She's like, what's the point of listening to everybody's problems? You know what I mean? I want people to heal. You know, it's a fucking, at some point, it's a fucking gimmick. So at some point, you have to take responsibility of your own bullshit and figure out how to take care of it yourself, you know? And there are things that you can do. Like, I journal, I sit, and I meditate. Like, I, it's so silly that I say that, but I do. Like, before I go to bed, I just kind I of... Write. I imagine things, you know, and I like, and I always make sure that I, I document like my dreams and stuff, like, because that stuff is important to me because it's a part of me and I believe in me, you know, and it wasn't until I actually started paying attention to that stuff and my sleep cycle and like how being on third shift for 10 years, fuck, like it just fucks your fucking chemicals up and how having a kid changes the chemicals of your brain, you know? And like, because after I had Jordan, I was just so emotional that I just couldn't be around and, and on top of other stuff that was going on, you know, like all these parts of your life are just so like hidden and, and, and not talked about. And I think that they should be, and I think that it should be okay that you could be talked about and that people can relate to, you know, like, no, there's no judgment here. You know what I'm saying? Like in, in a way that, in a way that, you know, is like, as long as you remain yourself, that is just how I've been able to get through life. Like, just be who you are. Like, there are times where like, I am not as confident as I might seem. There are times where like, like doing this podcast, I was so nervous, you know, but then like, once I did it, I was just, this is fine. Like, what is there to be nervous about? You know, like, I just feel like a lot of us are getting in our own way 
a lot of people that struggle get in their own way. And like, once you realize, and it's not even about your ego or anything, it's just about you getting in your own way because you're so into your own perception because you're not connected. You know what I'm saying? Because you're not connecting with other people and learning their perception. Exactly. And there's a couple things I want to touch on that you said, like, especially the perception thing, that's a big thing too, is like, like I'm going to school, everybody knows I'm going to school to be a psychologist. I would love to, I, I plan on having a practice here. I plan on having a practice up in Illinois. But my biggest thing is, is that I, I'm not looking at people like a paycheck. And that is the, one of the biggest downfalls. Yeah, of mental and that's health. exactly right. Is, yeah, eventually you don't look like a, job. a paycheck, but at some point, my point is though, is that like at some point, there are some people, I have to make people hold themselves accountable. dependent on their therapist that their therapist can yes. very much well, you know, cash in on that. You know what I'm saying? And, yep. I, and but, I am hoping to change that. That is my goal. That is my biggest goal with why I want to be a therapist so bad and why I want to do psychology is because I, I want that's people a good to realize to is that there, there's the, that aspect that you can't go to a therapist. You can heal yourself and bring your friend. You know what I'm saying? Because then we, me and me and them can heal themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, but there's other ways and that you can heal yourself other than just talking to a therapist. There's, you know, there's just so many different things that you can do. Like, see, and that's another aspect too of it that, like, you and I've had conversations in the past. Where, Google was my therapist. I wish that, like, some, I don't wish, I don't want to say that, but on, like, my, my Google probably consists of, like, so much metal. Like, I know that it does because of the things that it, like references me to so much medical stuff, dude, so much stuff about mental health, just because I'm so curious. And I want to know even things with Jordan, things with Charlie, like, just because I need like self-education is so big. And I feel like as a society, if people were more, not only like able to like, you know, financially kind of, um, educate themselves, but also like willing to, once they have that ability to do so more, how Mm -hmm. I think the word is like, uh, self self-aware I think like a lot of people just aren't self-aware you know they're not self-aware of their shortcomings and how they can get better you know what I'm saying they're just not self-aware and they just don't even think about it you know and I think that's why it's so important to share like hey start thinking about it like start thinking about how your actions affect other people start thinking about you know and I'm not saying like I I hate this I hate, I hate how we become such a snowflake culture. And I'm going to say that I am a nineties baby and I come from, you know, good manners and ass whoopings. And that, does that mean that I give my kid an ass? Whoop? No. But does that mean that I show her what good manners are and respect is absolutely, you know, and it, that doesn't mean that she needs to get her ass beat. That means that she needs guidance. And, you know, we can, we can have a whole podcast sometime about parenting, but my point is, is that we come from such a, you know, such a tough it out, you know, kind of just get over it, move on from it, you know, not even really pro. You don't even, I, I feel like you don't really, with that such a hustle culture, you don't really get have time to process the bullshit that you go through, you know, because exactly. if you don't, and that's such a big, that's such a big mental health thing. Like if you don't process the fucking shit that affects you and the fucked up it's shit fuck that later. goes on in your life and you actually just don't like, you like numb yourself out or, you know, you just put it in the fucking box and put it on a shelf in the back of your mind and you never fucking think about it again. Or anytime you do, you do something to numb it out. Like that stores in your body more than you could ever fucking imagine. More, it stores in your body almost like 
you know, more than getting into a car accident and, you know, nothing really happening to you, but you, you know, tore your ACL. Okay. Well, eventually your body's going to get over that memory of you, of it, you know, and it's going to get healed and it's just going to have us, you know what I'm saying? But it, you get over that, but in mental health, it's, it's like the same thing, but if you don't have the tools and you don't have the know-how or the self-awareness, you're never going to get over that, that torn ACL. You're, it, that's just what I feel like is such a big, big point in mental health is like your brain is a, the biggest, the best fucking muscle in your whole body. And it has a network, man. And it's got things in it that, that you have to start thinking about, like you have to start thinking about the things you put in your body, how it affects you. Like there are things. And I, I feel like as somebody who has definitely started changing, like the way that I eat in the last couple of years, not so much lately, but like, I mean, I just don't, I feel mentally clear just because I'm not eating like junk food all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, or there are times where like I binge eat, like I'll, I'll like go, you know, balls to the wall when I don't have like, because I take Ozempic when that shot goes out, I'll, I'll binge eat 100%, but I feel like shit afterwards, you know, like I don't feel like doing, I'm slow. Like my whole body hurts and that's because I'm, you know, type two diabetic and I don't take, you know, I'm, how do I explain a borderline and borderline everything. But my point is, is that, you know, like not you, whatever you put into your body is going to affect your mental health. in your scalp you know what i'm saying like it goes oh like, yeah i learned the other day did you know that your skin is actually made out of the same tissue that your brain is hmm? like it has its own system your skin has its own system too so like your skin is actually the largest organ in your body yeah yeah it absolutely everything you know, and another thing too that you said that was great is like the self-awareness i think though another taboo and I'm guilty of it, especially, and I think this is going to pertain to a lot of parents or a lot of people that have more responsibilities than others. Like I feel guilty as hell when I take, like I went on vacation in September. I go every year. I went, this time I went for almost two weeks and I felt guilty because, you know, here TY was home and working and couldn't go and the kids weren't there. And I felt guilty as hell going. But at the same time, mentally, I needed that. That's, I plan that every year. I go for 10 days most of the time. And it's the best thing I have ever done for my mental health. Oh, but yeah, I had absolutely. to learn to let go of that guilt. I had to learn to let go of that self-awareness of and guilt self-care guilt. It's so hard because not only as like a parent. Okay, so you have guilt as a parent. But then there's guilt as a mother. And then there's guilt as a woman. And then there's guilt yes. as a partner. And then there's guilt or because you have oh, ADHD. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you have these mental fucking problems, not problems, but mental differences than how you deal with everything else. And that's you, you get guilty because you feel like shit because of that too. You know what I'm saying? So there's right. so much guilt and like, and it's you, that's where I, that's where believing in yourself and having hope in yourself and something and something, if it's not something, then it may it be you. You know what I mean? And and having yeah. that for yourself comes into play to go, okay, fuck that shit. Fuck, uh, fuck, fuck whatever the fuck my brain is saying because it's not true. It's not true, you know? And it's just like once you, once you were able to do that and kind of like, you know, just be okay with who you are and where you're at and then everything else starts to fall in line. 
everything else, once you start to believe that things really do work out for you, everything else comes. And that's so mental too, you know, like, and I just, everybody's like, oh, it's false positivity. No, understand that bad things happen to good people all the time. I hope that it never does. I never, nobody wants that. You know what I'm saying? And that may it never be you that said something bad upon somebody else, but Bad things happen to good people all the time. Did you deserve it? No, absolutely not. Is there a lesson right. out of it? Absolutely there is. Even if you don't see it, it is there. And the sad thing is, is that there is a lesson out of it, you know, and it doesn't matter what the fuck it is. It doesn't matter what bad thing happened to you. There is a lesson and the fact, and I don't know, maybe that's just me with rose colored glasses on, always seeing the silver lining, but bad shit has happened to me, you know, and like, and I, I have to grow from it. And I even mean like, and I even mean like bad shit, bad shit. And like, no degree of bad shit is if it's bad shit, it's bad shit, but there is a lesson. And if you can't find the lesson, then you're stuck, you know, because then you're stuck either ignoring where you were supposed to learn the lesson. You're just going to keep seeing it over and over again after that. You're literally going to chase that dragon and until you, you hit rock bottom's basement. Exactly. And then, you know, until the universe knocks you on your ass and makes you face it. And if you don't face it, then you're just, and that's what I'm saying. Like, and I just think that it's so important that like people don't have to keep doing this all by themselves. Like there are ways that you can get out of that cycle. There are things that you can do, you know, substances that you can take, herbs, medicine, you know, things like that, that, that are so good for you that kind of just give your brain that boost that you need. And I feel like a lot of us are like, I know that a lot of people are like depleting in like D3 and magnesium and things like that. And, and like, yeah, give yourself that stuff. Give yourself those vitamins. Because when you do, you're giving your body the, the actual fucking fighting chance to make the chemicals you need to do the things you need to do. You know, and yeah, it's, I think it's a lot not of just it with ADHD, is- it's with depression, it's with anxiety. Like if you have those things, that there's something I promise you, I promise you, there is something. If you have those things, there is something that you're missing. There is something that you're not what giving your body. There's something that you're not feeding your body because when you feed, it's just like you know, your body is a temple, okay? But your body really is a temple if you think about it. Because if you're not giving yourself those things, then you're you're not creating those chemicals. Your body's breaking stuff down. Where are you going to get those chemicals from? Nowhere, you know. Right, and, and it's, it's one of those things. And it's, it's not even like okay, food or vitamins or things like that give you those chemicals. Like I just feel like so much of mental health and mental stability comes from understanding that there's that aspect of it, but there's also things that you can do that are natural things in life that you can do that create those chemicals that you need. You know, like going for a walk every day, like you know reading something that you've never read before, um, you know, doing things that you love, those things create those chemicals in your brain. And when you realize that, that you're taking care of yourself, that's when everything just starts to, you know, start, you start to see how it starts to work. And that's when you start to realize, oh shit, I can believe in myself. Or I believe in God, God's doing this for me. But my whole point is like, you're doing it. You're doing the work. You know, and you understand that you are doing the work. You are taking the steps that you need to take. Even if it's not how you thought it was going to work out, you're doing something. And if you're not doing something, then reach out and ask somebody like, hey, what the fuck should I be doing? What do you think I should do? You know, what do you, what works for you? 
But maybe it, I could try something like there's been plenty of times. Exactly. What, what, what would you do if you were me? You know, and right. Or, hey, I've tried this. It didn't work. What did you, you do also when you tried it? to receive that too. like understand that you have to be able to be somebody that can receive that. Like you, nobody should be so fucking alone. Right. There's way too many like, people on this planet to be alone. That's my point. There's way right. too many fucking people, way too many, you know, goober fucking booger pickers on this planet to be alone. Reach out, say something, you know? Yeah. Even if it's, you know, there's there's great resources. And I'll, um, That's what I mean. Compile yeah. a list of, I'll compile a list of links um, that Ashley can um, add to this later you know, that, that are resources that I've had to use that I've gotten from work, from school, from different outlets, from listening to other people. So I can share those with myself and with other people like, Hey, sometimes there's hotlines you can call. No questions asked. You just need to talk. No questions asked. They'll ask you questions to help you, but that, that's it. Like yeah, there are so many reasons. Mean, not even to go that far deep into it. Like, but they're like, even just like, to change your mindset, like I have an app on my phone. It's called the I Am app. It's free, and it just sends me positive affirmations all day long. Like, and I've had that for over a year now, and I cannot explain to you how much that has changed for me. Like, that has helped me change. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like sometimes those that they fucking hate. Like, I needed to hear that, man. You know, and like that. What use your phone as a tool? There are tools that you can use that are. That's what I'm saying. Like, there even like um like like I meant about this whole AI thing. There are things where you can have cognitive behavioral therapy with an AI. I've done it, and it yeah. was you know you don't need to go deep, but it makes you think about things in a different way, and you're like, oh, that's how I should handle these situations. You know what I'm saying? Like, right? It's a learning tool. Exactly. I always and always asking. What what works for you? Or hey, I've tried this. I know you've done it too, but maybe what was your process? Or absolutely, you know, just reach out. Yeah, the hardest part for a lot of people, you know, is is one admitting like, oh fuck, man, there's I got a problem. Because that's hard. That's hard. Yeah, I do not like to admit when I have faults or when I'm wrong. Nobody does. Yeah, but the other thing too, I mean, but at some point you're gonna go, okay, well, if I don't want to admit that I'm wrong, I better be right. You know, so exactly. it's always taught me like we live in a world where there's information at your fingertips. Why not answer your own questions? You know what I'm saying? Yes. Why not figure it out yourself? And, you know, the other thing, too, is just taking that initial that first step, you know, well, you have just, to get more people self-aware, I think. Yes, it just. And I think the other thing, too, is with a lot of people, uh, myself included, I, my biggest struggle in the beginning I wouldn't say it was the beginning of my mental health issues, but you know, it was the, Oh, I just lost my train of thought. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> it's been a long day. No, but I, it's one of those things. Like I didn't want to, you know, one admit I had a problem. And then two, it was like, well, I feel weak. That was my thought. Yeah, process there, yeah right? absolutely. Like, a lot of people feel like that and, and you shouldn't people you know? need to like, remember. And I just, I think when I started listening to my sister's podcast, shout out to my sister, literally no clue. Um, she, you know, she was taught, they were talking about mental health. I was like, you are so brave for doing this because it's so personal and it's personal in a way where, you know, those are, it's because mental health comes with feelings, 
you know, and it comes with feelings are very, very, you know, being able to open up about that and being so vulnerable is so brave because we live in a world like it's just, you know, it's not talked about and people should talk about it. You're shamed about everything. Exactly. And people, the biggest thing that people need to realize and myself too, I am horrible for this. It is okay to not be okay. It It is okay okay to have a bad day. Absolutely. Now, is it okay that you're going through something? No, I don't want to see anybody going through anything, but it is okay to not be at 100%. It is okay. Nobody is 100% every day of their life. Nobody is 100% every single day. 99% of us are not 100% at all, ever. Right. And that's okay. But it's our reactions. I, I, the way I try to teach my kids, I've got four kids, you know, and, you know, from 17 down to eight, you know, and then in, the biggest thing I try to teach them is it's okay to have feelings. It's okay to have emotions. But then this is where the self-accountability comes in because how many times as parents have we reprimanded our children for having bad days yeah, for the way they've acted out because they didn't parts. know how. Right. But we, this is where the self-accountability comes in because for every reaction, whether it's a positive or a negative, there is going to be a consequence. There is a, whether it's positive vibes or negative vibes, there is a payment that has to come from that. And you have to be self-aware. Your reaction is everything. It's not, the, it's not necessarily the situation we're going through. It's what I'm going to do to get through that. What it, you know, you got to stop and, and that's hard. That self, and then, then the next thing that comes into play though too is because I can't be a mom if I'm not, not good, you know, like, I can't be what they need me to be. Yeah. So then it's then the self-care comes in. But then the other issue is, is that self-care guilt. Yeah. People need yep. to realize it's okay yeah. to be okay. The two biggest things, it's okay to be okay. And it is get rid of the self-care guilt. Yeah. I wanted it's to okay take to okay. Day and didn't. It's okay to be okay. You know? Forgive yourself. I mean, that's all that it is. Mm-hmm. Forgive yourself. Right. Yeah, forgive and, you yourself know, and for it, feeling guilty. Forgive yourself for your past mistakes. Just let it go. And like I understand that it's hard to let it go, but there are ways to let it go. Exactly. You know, that's like, you know, another thing too is like self-care is a big thing too. Like I was I was sick over the weekend, pretty sick actually. And I wanted to take a nap, but I didn't really want to at the same time because I had my boys here, my middle two, they're uh twelve and ten and you know and, and my youngest son, he's 10, he looked at me and he goes, mom, go ahead and take a nap. He goes, you know, we're right here. If we need something, we'll wake you up. And I said, no, I said, because I want to spend time with you. He goes, mom, you always tell us though that, you know, it's okay to, to take care of yourself. And he goes, you, when we don't feel good or want to take a nap, you always do whatever you can to make us comfortable. Why can't, why can't you do that? And right. he, it kind of opened up my eyes. Like I'm sitting by not taking care of myself. I'm teaching my, and this is hard for me to admit and to realize as a parent. By not taking care of myself when I'm having bad days, whether it's health, mental health, teaching them situations I can't control. Yeah. I am teaching, exactly. I am exactly. teaching them that, hey, just because I'm a parent, in their eyes, just because I'm a parent means that I can't take care of myself and that my children should come first. Now, granted, yes, my children, my my significant other, T.Y., he knows that my children come before anybody else in this world, him included. Right. But, if I can't take care of myself, I can't take care of my family. And that is hard. It's that self-awareness. Like, hey, and my kids do come first, but there are days where I have to sit down and say, hey, mom's not at 100%. And I yeah, don't want definitely my kids need to see that too, I think. And that, like, you know well, what I mean? That understand what, that you're not always going to be 100% because nobody is. That's being human. 
you know, and that's the next thing I was going to get at too, is like, you know, I don't want that now of my really bad days. Have they seen my horrible bad days where I've done nothing but scream and cry because that's how mentally drained I was. They've seen it a couple of times in my shame that they saw it. Yes. But I don't sugarcoat. I sugarcoat based on age because there are certain things that my the kids shouldn't see that parents go through or anything because of their age. And there are things that kids shouldn't see us go through because they need to be able to live that life as kids like we got to. Yeah, or, I know, think it's all about how you deal with the situation afterwards, you know? Yes, and, you know, they need to see that mom and dad are not always okay and that it is okay to take care of ourselves. And that is the hardest part, not as a parent, just as a person in general, because whether we're parents or not, we all have somebody we're taking care of. Right. Like T.Y., for instance, my other half, he doesn't have kids right. of his own. But this man goes to work every day to take care of me and my kids. Exactly. And he loves us. Like, I watched this man go to work every day for 13 days straight sicker than a dog because he wanted to provide for his family and then stayed home for two days. And, but he had that guilt, you know, like, Hey, I don't, I, you know, I probably should always work. And I, right. and then he was like, no, I needed this because I can't work feeling like this. And right. it is so hard for, for everybody to, to just be like, Hey, I can do this. Absolutely. And that's another thing, like, you know, the whole, I've lived by it. I've, you've seen me as parents. Yes. There are times where we have to fake it. till we make it with our kids around now. Do I believe in the whole fake it till you make it thing? No, not necessarily, but there are times where you do have to numb that feeling for a few minutes. Like, Hey, I have to shut this off so that I can push through this. Right. Yes. And there are, you know, and that's hard too, is determining mental health is it's a catch 22 because there is no set book of instructions there. It's not like a, so I have a cold. If I give you this medicine, it's done. You know, there's, and no, it, magic, and that is there's hard. no magic cure. You just have to find a, a, a variety of things that work for you. Yes. And it is not easy. It is difficult. No. You know, right, and it's, I think that, uh, I think we uh, did a pretty good job today. I think we did too. You think we got anything else we need to say? Uh, no, I do want to add though, that if anybody else has resources they want to share, always share that stuff with us. Always. Absolutely. We'll put whether it's, some, whether it's a uh, message or an email anything. The in the information where we can, um, there are people who are struggling or whatever and want to take advantage of the opportunity to find those resources and use them. We'll put that in the detail and then it'll be something that they can use. Yep. And then, yeah, like I said, if anybody has anything else that they've said, done, or share, want to share, please always share that stuff. Because like I said before, and like Ashley said, some stuff works for others, doesn't work for everybody. Absolutely. Um, so. All right, girl, I'm going to stop recording. Hang on. Put your, you can put your thing back on now. I don't know why it was okay. so hard for me to not talk to you. I couldn't, I couldn't have done it because I put myself in that mindset and I'm so